0: What's going on guys? It's Cappy, producer of Calling Our Shot. Hope you guys enjoy our show. If you do, we are now available on Apple Podcasts. If you don't mind, please subscribing, rating, and leaving um, a review for our podcast so that we know what we can do better, what we've been doing well, and what not. Today, you'll be listening to us recapping the last week of spring training games. You'll hear our preview of the NL East, as well as our takes on the lines that Vegas set for over-unders this season. Hope you guys enjoy the show.
1: Okay, welcome back to Calling Our Shot. It's the fourth episode of the podcast. My name is Will Harris, and alongside me are my co-host, Josh Lindsay, and producer, Cappy. What's up, boys?
2: How we doing? How are we doing? Welcome back. Thank you for coming and tuning in for another week. Uh, another week closer to the start of the season, 11 days now. I can feel it in my bones. We're getting close. I'm very excited. Glad to be back. How you doing, Cap? What's up? Man, a few words.
1: All right. So, boys, we don't have that much big of a lead. Not much has really happened this week. But Gary Sanchez, I think a few hours ago, has been named the starting catcher, to our surprise, I guess. He's had a decent spring training. I did not know he was batting 194, but he has shown power that he hasn't shown in close to a year.
2: Well, he's definitely shown glimpses of what he can be. I don't think it was any surprise. I know the question came in um, because today Cole is getting caught by Kyle, but they asked uh, Boone about it this morning. He said, no, expect Gary in there catching Gary Cole opening day. Um, That's good news. Listen, the team has trust in Gary. I have trust in Gary. Glad to see him back. Hopefully we can have a full season of what we know he can be. Very excited. Love Gary.
1: Yep, and just to follow up on that, the main point is him hitting the ball because we won't care about his defensive liabilities if he keeps it sooner. That actually does not show up on the stats sheet, but he has improved in spring training. You might have said that before, but I liked what I've seen.
2: I mean, he just looks like a different batter. He looks confident up there. Uh, he just – he looks like the old Gary. He doesn't look like the shell of himself that we've seen the last two years, and we need that to continue into regular season, and I think it will, and hopefully it will. And –
1: To get away from Gary, since we covered that, it's like a small lead, like I said. Uh, Yankees and Mets, I believe, have announced a 20% capacity at Yankee Stadium. So that should be upwards of like 4,000 to 5,000 fans. And yeah, Josh, any thoughts on that?
2: It's just, we got screwed over because they sold tickets for the entire stadium and we thought they were selling limited capacity tickets. So we don't know if we're going now. And, I mean, obviously, it's a good thing, 20% capacity. I think it's actually close to 10,000, I want to say. But, obviously, safety is the number one concern, so it's a good thing. We're not able to have full full stands yet. I understand that, but it just does suck that. I don't know why you're selling full-capacity tickets and then waiting for the limit capacity. Like, it makes no sense, but hopefully we get there. We're progressing there. I think uh, Cuomo said sometime in May we can start getting back to full capacity, which will be – a blast that's what we want and want to return to regular life but obviously we're gonna to have to wait on some things and some things unfortunately are more important than sports and this is one of those things
1: yeah i expect to it to be like gradually increasing as they go so it should be 30 or 40 percent by may and then hopefully by october it gets to that 89 percent maybe full capacity but uh it is very confusing like because you're buying tickets thinking you're going to be in the game but you might not be like i don't, I don't understand how it fully works yankees haven't like really described what they're going to do about it. I don't know if the Mets are doing the same thing, but it's very weird. Judge with a little signal. And we are watching the Yankees play Toronto right now as we're recording. Judge um, gets
2: on base. Nice little way to start the game.
1: Okay, let's go by uh, game by game. Josh, want to start
2: off first? Yeah, so the first game after our last podcast, the uh, Yankees beat the Toronto Blue Jays 5-1. Uh, to one. It was a pretty... Good game. Um, not a lot of hitting going on to the ninth inning. The Yankees kind of broke it up, sc- broke it, broke out, scored about four, scored five in the ninth. So very important. They were down one nothing. came all the way back, surpassed the one nothing um, mark. Big news, however, on the pitching side, you got Debbie Garcia going three innings, one hit, one earned run, uh, two walks, two Ks. He has looked phenomenal all spring, and it just he just continues to look better and better with each start. Uh, and then a guy we have not mentioned before who is somebody we have to talk uh, uh, talk about um, Luke, is a relief pitcher, Lucas Lutage. Um He so far has faced 18 batters in 16 and a, a third innings. Out of those 16 batters, he's given up zero runs and has 11 Ks. Nasty slider, a lefty reliever, somebody we had not mentioned on maybe making the team, but with injuries to guys like Britton Warren had to be shut down. An opportunity is opening, and he has kind of taken it by the horns. He looks really good. Uh, what are you, your thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, he really
1: went under the radar on us and most like Yankee analysts or even fans. Like We didn't know who he was until maybe a week ago. But he is opening eyes in camp, and with that zero ERA, it's hard to keep away. Another guy like that who we have mentioned last week is Nick Nelson, and he's had an inning and the third of shutout ball 2Ks he is. He might make this roster, if not, be the first bullpen man up to be called up. And he's really providing some spark here in spring training.
2: Yeah, and that's where we had him. Uh, like we have, like we said, we have mentioned him on past podcasts. We know he, he's a good pitcher. He has great fastball. Uh, he definitely has the talent to make this team. We still have him on that kind of bubble with injuries, though. It might have changed. You never know what they're thinking. But he's looked phenomenal. And honestly, the entire pitching staff has looked phenomenal. We'll get into that more as we go game by game, but just a big kudos to our new pitching coach. Or, well, this is going into his second year, so the entire staff has looked great. They've looked top to bottom, one the best team in baseball in spring training, and that just continues with that game. Yeah, and on the hitting side, what you said we didn't really hit until the ninth inning,
1: but Tyra Wade got a hit, Josh. Bang 176 now, and he's going to make the team. Hey, a broken clock's right two times at that. Okay, moving you. on to the next game. What a
2: loser that guy is! I hate him.
1: <laughs> we won against the Phillies, uh, four to two. Stanton had a couple line drive shots, definitely over hundred miles an hour. Two RBIs. He's looked really good this spring, and I think he's hopefully healthy and primed to actually have a great season this year.
2: Yeah, the way he started off, I mean, the sky is the limit. We're definitely looking at a guy who could be an MVP. We know he has talent. He's been an MVP in the past. He is hitting the crap out of balls. Every ball off his bat is almost over 100 miles an hour, exit velocity. He looks great. Uh, Judge gets another hit that game. Hicks with another two walks. That guy, he might not put up the batting average of a star player, but when you factor in the amount he walks, he is an undeniable talent, and he's a stalwart in this Yankees lineup, and he's an irreplaceable batter in the Yankees lineup. Uh, he gets on base. Just about as much as DJ, even though it is in a different way. Uh, he, br- he brings something that the Yankees desperately need. Uh, I love him. He's a great offspring. He is maybe the best eye in baseball. And then if we're going to turn it over to the pitching side, another dominant performance from Domingo Herman. I mean, are you surprised? No, not at all. We know what his talent is. He ends with four innings pitched, three hits, no runs, uh, one walk, six Ks, has a zero ERA in spring training. No, I'm not surprised. He was filthy the year before he was suspended. Uh, he was been filthy all spring. That stuff is nasty. It plays. It's virtually unhittable at times. We have three pitchers on that back end that are just making it known that they have to be in the lineup, be in the rotation. And unless we're going to do six, it is going to be very hard to pick two out of the three between Jordan Montgomery and Debbie and got her mom
1: i'm glad you brought up the six man rotation because you brought this up last week i believe and i'm the more i see it the more i really want it well cole's still gonna have his five day every every five day he's gonna pitch but i like the six man rotation feel it keeps guys rested like you said last week but just to get all these guys in there not be healthy and not be like injured
2: and overworked i like this a lot and I think just the performances of the pitchers have made it. So that has to be, that has to happen. Very true. You can, really can't, be, I mean, I guess right now, just thinking overall, Debbie would be the odd man out because Jordan Montgomery and Domingo Herman. Debbie has given up like one run, but Jordan Montgomery and Domingo Herman have virtually zero ERAs. Yeah. But even like, how is a guy, how is Boone going to call Debbie in and be like, Hey man, you haven't performed up to the standards we need to put you in a rotation, when he has. He's been phenomenal. It's just the overall rotation's been phenomenal. So they're putting a whole – those three guys, Montgomery, Herman, and Debbie, they knew they were coming in for a competition, and none of them have flinched. And I think we need to reward that, and I think it will be overall beneficial to the team to say, hey, all three of you guys have been great. We'll put you on there. We can give guys extra day rest. Six-man rotations in baseball are becoming more and more common. And it's very weird. It's not like the old days where it was like five-man rotation, these are relievers. We have guys opening. We have teams that use an opener every week. Why not use a six? There we go, boys! What was that? Double from Voight. Moves Hicks and Judge scores. Moves Hicks to third. Knocking on the door.
1: That's a good sign for Voight as his foot issue does not look to be limiting him on the hitting side, at least. I love a good day when the Yankees start winning a medium one more thing on Domingo Herman. he is the number two starter I don't care what you say I've been saying this for weeks I mean he's just not going to it I know I know but over the season I think he's going to develop into that before Seve comes back and maybe afterwards
0: numbers are arbitrary okay but yeah not really <laughs> they know they like I mean like first rotation second rotation kind of arbitrary
2: oh yeah that's true
0: and
1: then you got Kluber and Tyone like it's we said what this potential of this rotation could be, and I know it's spring training, but it looks pretty well so far.
2: Yeah, and then the next day we have Cole on the bump. Uh, Yanks beat the Detroit Tigers 7-4. to four. Uh, Cole's it line, he goes three three and two-thirds, three hits, two runs, uh, a walk, five, five Ks, and two home runs. He does. He has had a little of a home run issue. That's something we saw last year. But other than that, he looked really great. Uh, he got on the podium after, threw 61 pitches in the game. He said he was ready for more uh, on the podium after. He said he felt good. He could have gone longer, but they're, with two starts left, including today. Another base hit
1: from Clint Frazier, who's still having a hot spring as he went three for three that game against uh, the Tigers with two RBIs. I think he's batting over 300 for a spring, and he continues right now. Yeah, Yanks now up
0: 3 nothing. So, Josh, as a rational Yankee fan, are you worried about Garrett Cole?
2: No, because he's, you know, like, he's one of those guys that are just, that he's too good. I, I would not be worried about, if Garrett Cole came out and had a 10 ERA in spring training, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not worried. It, Garrett Cole's too good.
1: You're not worried about a 4-7 o ERA as a rational Yankee fan?
2: No, because it's Garrett Cole. Wow, rational I, do, I mean, I have eyes. You see what Garrett Cole looks like on the mound.
1: If it was Gary Sanchez banging, like, oh sixty, 60 we could
2: probably be a different Oh, star. yeah, because Gary Sanchez has the track record of Garrett Cole. I forgot, you're right. Just saying how a rational
1: baseball fan you
2: are. And then I do want to talk about uh, Jonathan Wieselka came in that game after Cole, and he looked great again. Um, still another guy with his ERA. He had two, in, two and a third that game. Uh, two walks, two strikeouts. Has looked phenomenal all spring. This guy needs to be on the team. I don't think there's any doubt about it that he's going to be on the team, and he has the talent to be a very impactful player on this team.
1: That's, a, that's another guy that's really surprised me this spring. Maybe even more than, like, Clint Frazier or Jay Bruce. This guy is pitching his ass off, and I love how he's fighting for a spot right now.
2: And I don't – I mean, I think he's secured a spot at this point. Absolutely. Especially with the injuries. There's no way you even Jonathan wants to go off this team. No, he's, he's a
1: lock on this roster. I agree with you. Um, heading into the next game, it was just a one nothing game against the Blue Jays. And the story of the day was Jordan Montgomery, who has been unreal this spring. He had five no-hit innings. 4 is only one walk, and he's really provided a focus in this rotation, and he's going to be in that four or five spot pro- probably four, in
2: my opinion. Yeah, uh, I would imagine he would be fourth just based on the pedigree. Um, he looked phenomenal. Lute- Luchich came back at the end of that game. He also looked good again. We had some good at-bats from guys like Judge gets on two hits. Uh, overall, the team's just looking great. You hate to win one nothing, but it's a win. Uh, was uncomfortable at times, but Jordan Montgomery, he was dominant from start to finish. He was unhittable. He didn't give up a hit, right?
1: He's hes so consistent as
2: a pitcher. Yeah, he didn't uh, give up a single hit in five innings. It's no again,
1: just proving how deep this rotation could be and how great they could be. Like, Stan had another two hits, too, just to add to that. And also to talk about Derek Dietrich a little bit. I know you said he had, like, two strikeouts a game before. He was one for three, but that 111 batting average is really not helping his chances, even against a guy like Tyler
2: Wade. Yeah, but he just got a hit and scored Clint Frazier, making Yankees four well, and maybe up. Maybe it's a
1: little a little bit of a head-scratcher now for Boone.
2: Probably not. No, definitely not. The Yankees love Aaron Boone. So I wish somebody loved me like the Yankees loved Aaron Boone. I don't think I've ever been loved in my life like that. I guess my parents, my sister, they have to saying Aaron love me. Boone, or Boone or Tyler Wade? Tyler Wade, as much as the Yankees love Tyler Wade.
1: Okay, Josh. Moving on to the second to last game of the week, we lost four to one to Philly. Uh, Debbie Garcia started the game and he went three innings with four walks, which has been a problem for him most of the spring train most of spring training. Any thoughts on
2: that? Yeah, the four walks definitely something to keep an eye out for. But obviously, again, giving up no runs, lowering the ERA to one point six four on, on in spring training. Yeah, got Chapman came in, shut the door. It was looked great again. Uh, Darren O'Day didn't do too bad, to, uh, recorded a strikeout in any. inning. Uh, Justin Wilson, he's had a tough spring, but he looked okay in that game. Chad Green looked phenomenal in that game, two strikeouts in an inning of work. And then it kind of just fell apart in the end there. I just hate that they lost.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's just your irrational take. You can never have a Yankee loss out there.
2: And then they followed that loss up to the Orioles, who started Matt Harvey. Two losses in a row. Who actually looks Waterman. pretty good. It doesn't matter. It's Matt Harvey. Beat Matt Harvey. It's not that hard. Every team in baseball does it. That's why he isn't on the Mets anymore. That's why he's played on five teams since. Can we
1: please save this for April first? When you get pissed off about Yankees being down one run in the top of the first.
2: Well, they shouldn't lose to the New York fucking Yankees.
1: Uh Michael King started that game. He went four innings, two hits, one earned run, one walk, six Ks. He actually has a great second half of the spring training after struggling in the first half.
2: Yeah. Um, he, goes, he gives up his first run of spring. Uh, he's still been phenomenal. He looked great. But, other than, I mean, you give up run, one run, it's going to happen in baseball. And the guy we haven't mentioned that has been consistent all week, Gia Urshelo, is starting to pick it up more. Uh, coming back from injury. He had a home run last night. He had a few hits uh, throughout the week. He's looked great. He actually started at shortstop one of those games, which they immediately said this is not going to be a common thing. I said he was comfortable out there, so maybe, hopefully, we can get Tyler Wade out of my life. That would be preferable. But, you know, I, it's a pipe dream. But It's
1: more just testing it out than actually being real yeah, realization. Yeah, it was weird to
2: see. It yeah. was very weird to see, that's for sure.
1: I'm glad they're experimenting with that, just in case they want to get rid of Tyler Wade or actually sign someone who could
2: hit. And be back up I mean, back. I pray to Lord. I pray to God every day. I go, God, bless my family and get Tyler Wade out of my life so I never have to see him again. Send him to Colorado where, with guys like Greg Bird, who it's a walk off the other day. Greg Bird is back. Greg Bird is not back. Shut up. He <laughs> Matt, was the only. Who Matt. would you rather have, Greg Bird or Tyler Wade? Greg Bird. No. No way. And you know, that's, you know that's a wrong take when I would rather have Tyler Wade. You're probably right. He's awful. Dude, he's so bad that he hit a walk-off in spring training, which means he was with the third team in, at the end of the game.
1: Yeah. Just imagine that power in Colorado. The guy might hit 40 this year. Shut up. The guy's not making the team. All right, so we're done with the game-by-game. Game. Uh, we have four left um, next week and then before opening day. Let's dive into our last division that we're – Previewing is the analyst.
2: Ah, Yeah, this is going to be a heated one.
1: Okay, so I think we're both the same here. The Braves, even though they are not favored for division, which makes no sense to me, as they were a game away from the World Series. And I have them being first, of course, with Soroka coming back soon, Ozuna re-signing, and Charlie Morton is a big signing for his team to improve that rotation.
2: I mean, yeah, that rotation... Underrated might be one of the best in baseball. Max Reed is phenomenal. You get Soroka Beck, who is Cy Young caliber pitcher, was phenomenal the year before. You didn't even mention Ian Anderson, who was coming off a rookie season yep. or not a rookie season because he still qualifies for rookie of the year, but he was incredible last year. They had Charlie Morton. Uh, he's been he as he's gotten older, he's aged like like a fine wine. He's been even better. So that that rotation has the possibility to be really good. Uh, their bullpen is a little questionable, but the lineup is incredible from top to bottom. I mean, you have a guy who won MVP last year and he's not even the best player in the lineup. You have Ronald Acuna who might go 40 for 40. It'll be like, this is not like the first time ever somebody goes 40 for 40 or it's been the first time in a while.
0: Alfonso Soriano, I think, was the last to do it.
2: Yeah, so I think the Braves are far and away the best team in the division. Um, I know I I said last week that Vegas doesn't get a a lot of things wrong, but they got this wrong thinking the Mets were going to win that division. Because in second, I still don't have the Mets. I think it's going to be the Nationals. I think the Nationals have a rotation with uh, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. That's phenomenal. I think they, I mean, on the bullpen side of things, they need to fix some things. I knew they lost Sean Doolittle, but they bring in Brad Hand. So hopefully that is a little stock gap there. And then they added Josh Bell to that lineup, who's, who had a great year last year. I feel like he's going to be great. And most importantly, they have Juan Soto. And Juan Soto is so good. It's unbelievable.
1: And I have the Nationals too, as well. And you forgot to mention they acquired John Lester or assigned John Lester. So Signed that's no even Lester. better for the back end of that rotation. He's a veteran pitcher. And that. And they're they're toe to, to a, toe with the Mets in terms of rotation.
2: Like, John Lester only has to be a four.
1: Yeah. And I think he's a solid four. Another lefty pitching arm. And go with that lineup. I think the Nationals are really good this year. And they also have Brad Hand, as you said. Like that, that bullpen is so much better than it was for years, even
2: when they won the World Series. And then, so for me, I had Braves-Nats, and I still don't have the Mets because I am a believer in the Miami Marlins. I love this team. I honestly don't know a whole lot of their batters outside of Sterling Marte, who is back, and he's going to probably have a good season. But all you need to know is they have Pablo, They have Sixto, and they have Sandy, and they are phenomenal. Nobody believed in them last year to make the playoffs. Nobody believed in them when they made it to the playoffs. I told everyone they were going to make the playoffs. I told everyone that they were going to beat the Cubs. They beat them easily. This team is going to be knocking on the door for the playoffs again. I believe they can do it 162, and I have a lot of faith because I think Doug Mattingly is one of the best managers in baseball. And you have a a bunch of young kids who bought into a program. They're basically castoffs from other teams. As his team was t- trying to tank and making moves, guys that like, were traded for nobody's, like nobody's that got traded for Giancarlo Stanton or nobody's that got traded for um, Christian Yellish. They have everything to prove. They're a young team. Mattingly can get these guys behind what he believes in. And I believe in the Miami Marlins. I believe in Derek Jeter.
1: No, I disagree with this. Where we disagree, I have for the remaining three Mets, Marlins, Phillies. You have. Mets. Uh, Marlins, Mets, Phillies. Okay. So we'll talk about the Mets the last because we'll dive in deep with them. So I agree with the Marlins. Uh I like like they're so young as a team and so many prospects. Uh, this is just another year for them maturing and becoming actual like veteran uh, major leaders. Love the rotation with all those young guys, Alcantara, Lopez, and all
2: those other guys. Um, um Sixto Sanchez yeah, six se- might want to say he was fun not, not now, but not now, year. not yes down the road. And I love Corey
1: Dickerson in the outfield, Starling Marte. They have a pretty decent outfield. Al um, Duvall, I think, got signed there this year. They still have
2: Garrett Cooper at first base.
1: Yes, yes, they do.
2: He was good last year.
1: And they have Brian Anderson at third base. I think they—he was there last year, I believe.
2: Listen, they are a team that is full of young guys that have nothing to lose. You're on the Marlins, no expectations. Um, I think like, I think they start the season with full capacity, which is not going to matter because nobody goes and sees them. Listen. They might as well just go winning it. And also, they have one of the best jerseys in baseball, the black, the all-black jersey with the pink and the purple. Very underrated jersey in baseball.
1: I miss their old jerseys. like The teal. And the, the old uh, logo, too. I uh, I like the Florida Marlins a lot more than the Miami Marlins in terms of that setup. Yeah. And now moving on to Philly, who I am very low well on. I do not like their team. They're, I think their rotation is very uh, questionable. and. They did get Archie Bradley, so their bullpen's a little bit better with Naris and Bradley. But that's about it. And they got you know Muto back, but I just don't like the feel of them. I don't know what Girardi's doing there. He might this might be a questionable year for him. And with his stacked division, I think they're in a tough spot.
2: Yeah, I actually do kind of believe in the Phillies. I kind of like what they're building there. Um, they have shown the ability; that they will go out and spend the money they need to. The bullpen is a question. I think we're gonna get a bounce back here from Aaron Noll but like you said, I think the real problem is the division. I think everyone expects the Marlins to kind of be the doormat. Oh God!
1: Tell me that's the first game. That's first game, Josh. Uh, Catch at the wall. Whew.
2: don't scare me like that, Gary Cole. Um Guardy's got, nice got a nice. Josh is in a springtime. He's got a nice
0: 10 going. He's been in Florida for a month, so I
2: hope. So, so. I think everyone kind of thinks the Marlins are gonna be the doormat of that division. I think, like I said earlier, the Marlins are going to be a lot better than people expect. Um, the Mets are going to be okay, but they have more talent than the Phillies. I think the Nats and the uh, Raves are going to be really good. So I think it more has to do with the division. I do, however, I will go out on a limb. I think Bryce Harper is going to have an incredible year.
1: That's what they need. Out of him. They need their stars to produce, well,
2: and they Nico get couched, and they get back from a season-ending injury. So I mean, that, that is true. It's a good point. Like they, he's washed. No, he's not. He was good last year before he got hurt. Let's go with the Yankees too. washed. No, I believe it. It's just that division is stacked, and the bullpen's tough. The rotation outside of Noah is kind of tough. They just don't have the talent, and I, I feel bad for Girardi because, with the amount they spend. How, how, if you come in last two years in a row, like, are you really going to withstand that? Maybe because they get Dombrowski, they bring Dombrowski in, so he gets another season after that. Um, but I, do you think there's any guys in that like they would move at the trade deadline because like uh, they're not going to move a kid like Scott Kingery and I, like maybe a Kutch, McCutcheon if he's doing good. But
0: I, I am. Pretty high on the Phillies this year. I think one of the more underrated pieces they're gonna have in that lineup this year is the third baseman Alec Baum, who's gonna be in the league this year. He might hit three hundred. He's solid defensively. He's one of the, one of the top prospects in the league. And he's probably gonna be in the top half of that lineup for the Phillies this year.
2: Do you think Rhys Hoskins is gonna have a better year? He's another guy that came up real hot like Guardian uh like Gary and just kind of fizzled out since he had a terrible year last year. He wasn't that great the year before, but he was a lot of injuries.
1: I think it really depends on how the team is doing because I think that really motivates guys like Bryce Harper or Reese Hoskins to produce. Because once you have – when you're having a good year as a team, like your guys are going to produce because they're going to gravitate towards each other and motivate each other. But if they have another sh- shitty year, like it's going to be bad for
2: all sides. Honestly, I could see the Phillies being terrible and Harper still putting up an MVP caliber year. I mean, you have to think, the one MVP he won, that was one of the best MVP seasons of all time, and that team didn't make the playoffs.
1: It's just tough because there's a lot of good pitchers in this, this division, and I would say it's the toughest division or most competitive division in baseball.
2: By far. I yeah. don't think it's tough.
1: You usually say the AL East, but with the decline of the Rays and the Red Sox in the last few years. The decline of
2: the Red Sox. The Red Sox straight up drove off a cliff, and the best part is they drove the car purposely off the cliff.
1: Yeah, I think the NL is the most competitive division out there. Um, <clears throat> now going into the Mets, which we will dive a lot more deeper on this. Uh, breaking in, um, there's news that Carlos Carrasco is going to be out the first two months with a hamstring injury, which is a big blow to that rotation. And I think he's a great acquisition with that
2: Lindor trade. Josh. I mean, yeah, that, that trade is really highlighted by Lindor. So obviously he was going to get overshadowed, but yeah, Carrasco – had been, uh, has been a great pitcher all of his career. But here's the thing. Uh, the Mets suck. They could have all the talent in the world on that team. They go out and get maybe the best shortstop in baseball. They have a guy at first base who had 50 home runs his rookie season. They have Jeff McNeil, who keeps batting over 300. But at the end of the day, they are the Mets. And if they want to find a way to mess it up, they're going to I imagine they'll win – honestly, they'll probably win 18 out of their first 20 games. Like every year. Like every year. <laughs> and they'll and we'll be like, the Mets this, the Mets this. And then Edwin Diaz is going to come in and all of a sudden the blown saves and Jacob DeGrom is going to pitch complete game one-hit, one-run games and they're still going to lose one nothing. and They are the Mets. And I will never believe in this Mets team. Until I actually see this Mets team. We're talking about a franchise who the last time they were in the World Series was was leading in that World Series ninety-five percent of the time and then lost in five games. This is the Mets franchise. No, I don't believe in the Mets. I don't care if they're predicted to win that division. They're gonna come in fourth like the Mets do because they're the fucking Mets.
1: Alright, there you go, Josh. I don't like
2: them. I, it's, an, it's 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 it is an atrocity that they have to share the they have the like they have to share a city with the New York Yankees. It's honestly disrespectful. Moving to fucking Hartford or something. I don't want to see them. And They're celebrating a World Series play oh, game fungo. Fungo,
1: As we spent the last week. Um the Carrasco injury uh, to go back to the baseball terms of it is really tough on this team. Like I know they signed Taiwan Walker, they qualified Stroman and that really puts a lot of pressure on Marcus Stroman now, because you have Syndergaard still off on the uh, IL until July with Carrasco now, and he's the number two guy now, and that's a big pressure for him. An and he's down. not
2: good. He's not good.
1: He's getting paid eighteen million dollars. He hasn't been good year. in two years. You know how happy he probably was getting that qualifying offer? Like he's not getting that at all in a long-term deal. Not to mention maybe two years. He got eighteen
2: mil. He's like, okay, I'll take it. I feel bad for Jacob DeGrom. Like, I don't even – I don't hate Jacob DeGrom. He's one of the few players on the team I don't hate. He's the best pitcher in baseball. I respect him so much. He's incredible. It's like art watching him pitch. It is a shame that he has to be stuck on this team.
1: Yeah. And the back end of the rotation is now really – like, I know David Peterson's, like, had a good rookie year last year, but – this back end is very questionable, and they signed Louis, Joey Uchesi from the Padres, I
2: think. They bring in Tw- uh, Tuan Walker. Yes. Yeah. I he's like an up. innings eater. He doesn't really move the needle for me. Listen, the back end of their bullpen is, I want to say, Betances is their setup guy, and then he's followed by Diaz. Oh, it's also Seth Lugo, too. But oh, I think he Lugo got banged up a bit in this
0: spring training, too. Seth Lugo was very good
2: last year. Yeah. So and it's, it's going to be Lugo. But you... Batantis is gonna be one of your top three weavers and you, another one is gonna be Edwin Diaz and they signed Trevor May too so oh signed, you know what he's, uh, he's that Trevor May.
1: it's weird it's gonna be like a rotational thing I think with that like, Listen, they're gonna honestly they're gonna blow a bunch of saves it's what the Mets do and you still got familia uh, Miguel Castro and Robert Gazelman who's still gonna be in the loop uh, in the loop for them, I as crave, well as Aaron
2: Luke. I crave oh no pun intended loop loop
1: No pun intended.
2: <laughs> I crave to see Frank the Tank's videos when Edwin Diaz blows a save, and I didn't get to hear Ed Luz Diaz, Ed Luz Diaz, forty times in a minute. It, that's what
1: makes my life. Oh, not to mention you see Luis Caume's, uh twenty-two pitch at bat.
2: Oh yeah, that was honestly that was electric though.
1: Oh, it's unreal. Like you'd never see that. Like I think he would have broke a record for regular if it was in the regular season, right? That's Jordan Hicks. And I remember him, They have a video of, like, remember the backgame toss, and he, like, caught it with one hand, just, like, nonchalant with his glass on, just tossed man.
2: it
0: back a few years back.
2: Dude, I, I can't even imagine how frustrating it is to be a pitcher on a 22 pitch, at bet. Like, you just gotta be like, come on, man. That was like, the
0: only batter he faced, too. He was on, like, a 20-pitch. He was, like, on a 20-pitch counter.
2: Oh, I would be so
1: pissed off. And then losing that battle, too. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, walk, he walks. Um, another... Few acquisitions from the Mets uh, and for their batters is James McCann. They lost out on JT Realmuto, uh, even though they signed McCann early. I guess they talked with Realmuto like first couple of weeks and I'm like no.
0: I sorry. think McCann is better than Wilson Ramos. That's an upgrade.
2: Yeah, like he, yeah, obviously. Yeah, wow, <laughs> going out on a limb. There, <laughs> it's a hot team. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dominic
1: Smith's a real big piece for this lineup. I don't know where they're going to put him. It's it's like. He's like an Andahar type situation. Like, you don't know where you're going to put him because Alonso's at first. Or are you going to DH Alonso? I don't really know. They don't, don't have a DH. Universal.
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, you can't DH because it's not last year. Um, JD Davis at third base, a little shaky too. Not
0: shaky.
2: He hit like three three twenty. Defensively.
1: Oh. Defensively.
0: Well,
2: offensively, he's fine. Well, defensively, he is very no, shaky. No, dude, this is a team that has a lot of talent. Yeah. But it's the Mets, so they're not gonna. Ha- they're not gonna be good. They also signed John Villar like, for
1: depth too, and Jose Martinez. Listen,
2: perfect example is we are currently in the month of March. March Madness has just started. There are some things that happen in March Madness that you cannot possibly quantify with the fact with numbers and talent. Strange things happen. The same thing with the Mets. They have a bunch of talent on that team. They have if everything went well that team could win 95 games to 100 games.
0: Speaking of March, Madness, what's the score of that
2: game? Chicago's lot on 12 right now. Oh, on the yeah. so, but there are just some things that you can't quantify in sports. And the Mets shooting themselves in the foot and not being good when they have all the talent in the world is one of those things. And it will continue this year, and I will say it will continue until they physically, and I literally see it, change. Because I haven't seen it in my lifetime, and I don't expect to see it anytime soon. So why would I think this year would be any anytime different? They could get a new owner. They can get new GMs and a new coach. They could bring in Frankie Gondor. It will not matter because they are and always will be the Mets until they make it known that this is a different team, and it isn't. It isn't. Every year we have to hear this, and it never is. It never is. You get Syndergaard. You'll have him back for two starts which is a shame because Simnagar is also an electric, electric to watch pitching, but he's not going to make it through the year once he comes back because he never does. This is what the Mets do. And all these Mets fans, all all of our friends that are Mets fans will try to tell me differently. I'm talking to you, Kevin. If you're listening to this, you can tell me differently, but it's not going to happen. It will not happen because they, at the end of the day, will always be the Mets. They play in Flushing Queens, and they wear the stupidest colors, and I don't like them. So, safe to say, you're taking the under on their wins, right? Obviously.
1: A little foreshadowing for our next section. Well,
2: next segment.
0: Well, oh, big foreshadowing. Guys.
1: One big um, question for the Mets, just to leave it off after this. Uh, center field, they lost out Springer, which I thought was a should have been a big hit for them with um, with Lindor and Carrasco. But now, center field, are you going to start? Nimmo, Pilar? Or Almora they picked up. I would imagine
2: you'd start Nimmo. Yeah. Uh, Pilar would probably be the fourth guy you rotate in. I also, do you guys? What do you think of Conforto? Everyone. Oh my god, the Yankees bats are. No way. It's Ty Wade for a no double. way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just signed him on the team now. He's coming <laughs> to New York. <laughs> um, what do you think of Conforto?
2: Everyone is high in Conforto. Conforto is not good,
1: dude. When he's a hot
2: hitter, he's really good. Like That's like saying, when, yeah, okay, but like J.R. Smith, when he's a hot shooter, he's really good. J.R. Smith isn't a good basketball player.
1: He's very important to his team. I think he's a lefty, too, right? Hey, Mets
0: fans think Conforto's better
2: than Judge. Well, it, well, listen, if you root for the Mets in a city that also has the Yankees, you probably already have a lot of They also think Jar G.R. is overrated, which is insane out of that. Topic Listen. All you need to know Didn't is have to go
0: into the All you
2: need to know is I'm sure some people on the Mets, the Mets fan base, still think that uh, Pete Alonso is better than Luke Floyd. <laughs> I also know. Alonso
1: did have a shaky year last year too. He
2: sucked. Don't sugarcoat it. He was awful. Yeah,
1: he yeah.
2: wasn't good. The team wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jeff bad. McNeil and like. JD Davis, with the lone bright—well, oh, into Grom, obviously—that goes without saying. We're like the lone bright spots. I guess Diaz came back a little bit, but he was not near what he was in Seattle. And you know what? If he blows twelve saves in a row this year, are you going to be surprised? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, bullpens always a question do not of not like every them. year. Do I do not like them, and I hate that every year it's like the Mets this, the Mets this. And in reality, you're always going to be the Mets. You're the Mets. <laughs>
0: 12 saves is pretty generous. Oh, for the year? glowing 12 yeah, that's generous. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be? 20. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, moving on, we talked about the Mets a lot. Uh, we're going to do our over-unders for the season. Cappy's going to read it off team by team, give us the number, and me and Josh are going to debate, agree, or do whatever.
0: Yeah, we just pull it up real quick. I'm playing Candy Crush right now. All right, so regular season wins. We're going to go alphabetical order by city name. Okay, go ahead. City name. Oh, Georgie. Double. Double. The Diamondbacks of Arizona. What's their number? 75.5. Over is minus 125. Under is minus
2: 105. The under. Yeah, I go under too. I think there's three teams better in the division than them. Um, I think they're going to be sellers at the deadline. The under, I, I don't believe in that team a whole lot, even though that rotation isn't that bad. But I just think there's three teams better in the division. I think two of those teams are enormously The Dodgers bad. and the Padres are going to beat up on these three teams yeah. that are in that division.
0: Yeah. Next. Atlanta Braves.
1: Over. Don't care what the number is.
2: What's the number? I, I'm taking the over as well. But
0: 91 and a
2: half. Yeah, over. over. I think they won like 95 ballgames.
1: I'd say they almost won 100. I don't know about that. Next. That division is pretty hard. World Series pick from the NL two, by the way. Next. Orioles. What's the number? What's the number?
0: Guess. Uh, it's what is it, like
2: 60 and a half?
0: 64 and a half. Josh?
2: The under. That team isn't good. Uh, their lone bright spot might be the fact that they're going to bring that catcher up, but I don't even know if he's going to be on the team.
0: Mountcastle's going to be up. That's the process. Matt
2: Harvey might make the rotation under. Yeah, it's going to be. They just, they're not good like, at all.
0: Next. Red Sox. Under. 80 and
2: a half. Yeah, under, under, under. Dude, that rotation sucks. The bullpen sucks. Everyone thinks their uh, lineup is okay. Listen, outside of the top like four or five, it's really that. It's pretty bad. Bobby Dahlbeck might be okay, like he's at a hot spring, but no, they're terrible. Chris Sale, you're not getting back halfway throughout the year. The rotation is putrid. You know, they're going to be saucing guys out there that I don't even know the name to on the back. They're not, the not an over five hundred team. Sorry, no, yeah. Cubs? What number, number?
0: 79 and a
2: half. I think it's going to be over.
1: Same. We need to disagree on some. I don't get
2: there. <laughs> Listen, I just think the Cubs are... Tyler Wade gets caught in a rundown. Of course he does! He... He's supposed to be good, right? On the base pass. That's why we have him, Oh right? my god. He's fast. How can he be this bad at baseball? He's fast. And he's like he doesn't know how to run the bases. Where did he think he was going on that? A ground ball at third base. A Where ground he, ball at third base. You that fast to get through that? No.
1: No. You've, oh,
2: he's so bad at it. I can't. I hate him. I hate him so much. He is the bane of my existence. Why does he have to exist? Do you, would you rather him than Steven Drew? No, I'd rather have Steven Drew. <laughs> yeah. uh, without a doubt.
0: <laughs> Cubs, 79 and a half.
2: Over. You said over, yep. Yeah. White Sox, Over. 90 and a half. Over. They're going to win the division. They're going to win 96 ballgames. games.
0: majority of the money is on How under much? 90 and a half.
2: How much? 90 and a half? I'm going under. I think the Twins win the division. I don't believe I in the, the Twins whatsoever. No, the White Sox are really good. I think you're unequivocally wrong, William.
1: Okay, I think, it, yeah, the Twins are going to win the division. And the White I'll Sox are no.
2: such a good baseball team. They might be the fourth best team in the MLB. The
0: yeah. Reds? Number. 81 and a half.
2: Under, under. They're not going
0: to win
1: five hundred games. They're not going to be five hundred. They lost power. They're going to trade Castillo. Castillo. And
2: yeah. Under. Yeah. I think it's under because I I believe way more in the Cubs, and that would make three teams in the division better than them.
0: Yeah. That'll make it a four nothing ball game. Indians. What is it? Number eighty two and a half. It's a
2: tough one. I'm going to say over, but slightly. And the only reason I'm going to say over. Is because their rotation can probably be pretty good. Uh, Shane Beaver is going to be phenomenal. Mackenzie too. Yeah, McKenzie is going to be good. Uh, like, they have just have the propensity to just turn out great pitching. So, I think that might carry them to over 500. But I would not be surprised if it's the under. And I would doubt it would be much further than 500 because that lineup is awful.
1: I agree with that. I go over. I think Cleveland finds a way. They're like the A's of that division. They always find some pitchers out right. in their pipeline, and I think they're going to help me out with that White Sox under.
2: Oh, also, uh, the Cleveland Indians have one of the best closers in baseball, Check. He is nasty.
0: He yeah. might not even be the closer.
2: He's going to be the closer. It is totally his job to lose, and he is not going to lose it. Colorado Rockies. The under.
0: <laughs> 63
2: and a half. The they're going to win like 50 games. The under, the under, the under. Oh, better over under. Combined games, so they have 19 games with the Dodgers, 19 games with the uh, Padres. Quick math, McCaffey, 36 games. Thank you. Um, 36 38, games. 38,
0: 38. games. 38 games.
2: I over I, I under. Got I got it. Over under seven and a half wins with those two. Law school, Josh, not go with numbers. I go to law school for a reason. Over under seven and a half wins between those two. Com- the Rockies have on those two combined teams.
1: Under.
2: I think under too. Yeah. Over. Oh, I think it's totally feasible that they don't win a single one. It could be like a one.
0: Yankee-Baltimore thing when they're yeah. like 16-2. and two.
2: I think it's totally feasible that they don't win a single one. Tigers, 68 and a half. That's under, too much. Under 68? That's, that's too much. That's way too much for a last place team.
0: Is it really 68? And a half. Jeez, that's what I said. Next. The uh, asterisks. Number. 87 and a half.
2: Over. Under. I think they win that division with 91 A's games. A's are winning that division. No, they are Yes, they are. Jay Goderizzi is going to be phenomenal on that team.
1: That's a good addition for them, but I think Springer Lance is is huge. going to
2: have such...
1: That Springer loss is huge.
2: I don't think it's that big. He's the most dude.
1: clutch hitter on that team.
2: I think you were way too high on Jeff Spr- uh, George Springer. Or was. You were way too high on George Springer.
0: Royals. What 73 is... and a half. Under. That's so much.
2: They're going to trade Maryfield at the deadline. <laughs> Mondesi, I Under. don't think he's going to be that great. Their rotation is awful. solars probably going to be pretty good, but not. I think Hunter Dozier has about back here, but no. What's their pitching staff? Yeah, like, don't they have Greg Holland on the back? They end? have a sneaky, great lineup. No, like, the lineup's really good. But I think they're going to trade half the lineup. It's also a division with a
1: lot of good pitchers too. I,
2: I dude, they just aren't good. I,
1: I, I love Maryfield too, but I think them and the Tigers are going to. I'm like pretty sure Greg Rollins is going to
0: be the closer.
1: He's not good. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. Yeah, you have to have leads to be a closer. Angels under. Okay, this is me and Josh's like
2: yearly bet: Because They will never under. be. They will never 83 be eighty-three and a half. under. Under, 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 under. You want to know how many games? I would. I wish I could bet the exact games. Eighty-one and eighty-one. Eighty-one and eighty-one. Yep. And and every I'm year, not going to make the playoffs because that is what the Angels do. It is a crime against humanity that they have robbed us of the maybe the greatest player to ever play the sport, and we will never have an answer because the Angels have screwed us. They have screwed us as fans. They've, they've been a detriment to society and my overall health. The Angels are, and I killing, the and I are killing the MLB. They are killing the MLB. The Angels are bad for the MLB. We can't market our best player is in Mike our generation. Trout, is Mike Trout bad for the MLB? The answer so far has unequivocally been yes.
1: I think it's because of the Angels that Mike Trout's bad for the yep. MLB. Yep.
0: Next. Dodgers, 103.5.
2: Over, 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 over. They're going to win 105 games. They are the best team in baseball, and it's not close.
1: Under, I think the Padres win enough games to keep them on mark.
2: Nope. The Dodgers are going. What did they
1: get up? last year? 106? No, no. Oh, it was short a short season.
0: Yeah, was last year. So yeah. for them to win 106. It was like, like be impressive. It was It'd be like It was impressive. Yeah. yeah.
2: 106 games in the 66, 66 season. season. Big time impressive. Didn't they win like 48 games though? Those close to 50, to be honest. That, That's, that would crazy. translate out to over 100 yeah. games.
0: Marlins. 72
1: what?
0: and a half. Over.
2: Over. over. There, that over. is a, above 500 team. They are good. They are sneaky good. That rotation is phenomenal. Doug Mattingly, great coach, like I said earlier. I believe in the Marlins. I go over as well. We are a pro Marlins podcast. That's all Padres. We are also a pro Padres podcast. <laughs> which to be fair, I unfortunately we just started releasing this to the public this podcast to the public after the Padres got good, so people are gonna be like, oh, it's a bandwagon. Yeah, it's a bandwagon. But if we wanted to, we could release the Two years of trying to start this podcast. Or we I said that two years ago on our very first podcast about the Padres. We are a pro-Padres, pro-Marlins podcast. I'll add it in.
0: Go ahead. Next. Brewers, 82 and a half.
1: Over. I think a brewer's going to make a I, I don't know why. You're, we said this on the NL Central a week ago. I don't know why you're that high on the Brewers. I'm going on there.
2: I'm high on the Brewers because they have a great manager. They have one of the best bullpens in baseball. They're going to have one of the best players in baseball when Yelich bounces back. They Their starters are not as bad as you make them out to be. And the lineup, they have a lineup that's great, and they have a great defensive lineup, a defensive outfield now with the addition of Jackie Bradley. You have two center fielders, low can Move over to left. Hopefully get more games out of them. No, nah, the Brewers are really good. I like the Brewers.
0: Twins. Over. 88 and
1: a half. Over. They're winning the division. That's a low number, though, for them. Yeah. It, you think it's over. You think the Twins and White Sox are going to have 91s? Yeah,
2: I think the White Sox are going to have like 95, 96. Okay. I think the Twins have about 91, 92. The Twins, I don't like. The, 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 whatever. All right. They're like good enough to be that good, but they're not better than the White Sox. Josh, Josh time for you to yell.
0: That's 90 and a half.
2: Under. Under, under, under. I think you already yelled enough. They're in the Mets section. No, no, dude, the Mets, 90 and a half. Listen, they're going to have three teams that are better than them. They're not going to win 90 games. Uh, they'll, they'll probably be leading in 90 games and blow it. No, under. Under. Under, under. under. That's no. almost, as bad as the, almost as easy as the Angels. I'll like. save the
0: Yankees for last. You got Oakland A's, 86 and a half. Over. Over.
2: They're winning but the just barely. They're winning 90 games. I think they win like 87 games. I I do not they took a step back. That's a low number for them, I feel like. It took a step back, man. A big step back. And I think I don't I think you were underplaying how big of a loss Hendrix is to that bullpen.
1: That's fair. I that's fair. I think they're still gonna have good pieces there.
0: Phillies, eighty two and a half.
2: Under under. I think they're gonna come in last in the best division in baseball. Yep. I agree.
0: Pirates, fifty nine and a half. I'm going Under.
1: over. I'm going over. I think that's too low. I know the Pirates suck, but like. No. 59's crazy. They like. Suck, suck. 59's crazy to me. I don't know.
0: I'm going we'll over. win this year's Pirates or the Orioles from two years ago? Like a three game series.
2: I don't know. <laughs> is it at the beginning of the season before they traded Manny?
0: No, without Manny Machado.
2: Pirates. Pirates just because of <laughs> K. Brian Hayes. 59's so. Well, I, I
0: don't know. I don't think they're going to lose. Padres, 94 and a half.
2: Over. Over. I think that is a crime that is that low. That might be the easiest it's thing to It's just because
1: the Dodgers are there. That's why it's that low. But I think it's over. I think they could be real trouble. Over. Through. I think they're. that's a phenomenal team. Yeah.
0: San Francisco Giants, who, fun fact, have dinner with the New York Giants when they're in town.
1: 75 Francesa and a half. 75 and a half yeah. over. They're going to beat up on the Rockies. And who else is there? there
2: I think that is a great line for that team. I'm going to go over. Bullet guy's Slim. Yeah. A game or two, maybe. I'd say they go like
1: 78, 79.
2: Because that rotation is not good. Oh, they beat up great, on the D backs, too, I think. But Mike Ustremski is really good.
0: But I mean, he's not going to single-handedly win games for that team.
1: I think they're better than the Ooh, D-backs. No. So I think they're going to get more than seventy five and a half.
0: The Mariners, 72-and-a-half.
1: You think they're going to be last? We said... No, I think they're going to be fourth. So they're going to be up on Texas? I don't think they're going to beat up on Texas. I'm going under. That's another team that
0: starts, like, really... Like, I, really I, I would quick. go over on that. <sighs> I think I think so too. Seventy two is low. I don't really mind them this year because they have. They bring back Kellen. Kellen got
1: hurt though too. Yeah, but he's coming back soon. I say Kellenic. Is it Kellenic?
0: You're terrible at pronouncing things. Um, the one
1: thing I don't pronounce. I
0: can't spell. You can't pronounce. The one thing I don't they, pronounce. They, the Mariners got Kyle Lewis, and then you know they, what? he's nasty.
2: Nice, I'll go over. I'll,
0: I'll go, go over. For, I'll change. They up. got uh, who's that? The first baseman they have. You're going over, Josh.
2: Yeah. I like. I think Kolenic's going to be really good. Uh, that um, outfielder is phenomenal. Lewis, today, this Aaron year might powers. be the year.
0: This year that might be the year that Kikuchi becomes the player they were looking for.
1: Was it year four of that?
2: I think it's year three of the Kikuchi experiment. I think. I think Paxton brings him a couple of wins. Justice, yeah, to Shut up. <laughs> right.
0: He was actually pretty cool last year. Next. Cardinals, 87 and a half. Over.
2: They win the division. 90, they're going to be a 91 win
1: team.
0: Rays, 86 and a half. Over. 86?
2: Yeah. They're going to win over. They win. I hate that team. but They win games and they do it all the time. They can lose people. And I, I really think Archer's going to be good for them. I think that's going kind to of bite us in the ass. I'm
0: going under. I think the Blue Jays beat them. Rangers, sixty-seven and a half
2: Under. 67? Dude, that team sucks. Yeah, I mean, outside of Mike Miner, trade Gallo. I'm going under. They're going to trade Gallo outside of Mike Minor, They really have no pitchers <laughs> and Lerick on the back end of that bullpen. Leric, Leclerc,
1: Leclerc. Are you pronouncing wrong now? I don't know. I, I don't Jose know. Jose Leclerc. Leclerc.
2: Yeah. Le- that's definitely yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, he is not good. He, I, I had him in fantasy two years ago or last year. He blows saves like it's nobody's business. He's like a worse Edwin Diaz. He looks the same too. Like he throws with the same mechanics and the same speed. He's just way worse at it.
0: Hey, he's no Hansel Robles. For those listening <laughs> and not watching, I'm pointing
2: to the sky right now.
0: Um, next Blue Jays, eighty-seven and a half over.
1: I think they're about to the Rays over. So you get like 89, 91s. What do you think?
2: 87. And and okay, half. so I think the Yankees are going to win 101. I think the Rays are going to win 92, two. 93. So you're yeah, saying- I'm going to say over, but I think it's not going to be over 90.
1: It's a lot of overs for at least. It's two. You said the Rays, too. You said the Yankees are going to win. I mean, three. It's yeah. three. I've mm-hmm. done three for most of it.
0: Okay, next. Nationals, eighty four and a half.
1: The nice. artists
0: formerly known as the Montreal Expos. I'm
1: going over. I think they're going to go in second. They might. I, do, I, have I think they'll be right behind the Braves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Eighty like eight wins.
0: Finally, the New York Yankees. What number? Ninety six and a half. Yeah,
2: that's over. I think they get to ninety eight, ninety nine. Pencil that team in for a hundred wins. And that's all 30, right? Aaron Boone does it all the time. Pencil him in for 100 wins. It's not going to change this year. It's not going to change next year. And it's going to keep happening until he gets fired for either until he dies or he gets fired for not winning a World Series. Sorry. But 100 wins, lock it in. Okay, so
1: we're done with the over-unders for all 30 teams. So we're going to turn it into the weekly segment, Prospect Corner. Josh, start it off.
2: Yeah, so this week uh, I've done two pictures in a row, so I thought I would flip to the batter side. We're um, looking at a guy named Benny Montgomery. He's an outfielder, uh, backs and throws righty. He's six four, two hundred 200 pounds, and he's out of Redlands High School in Pennsylvania. Um, he is pure speed. He already has 70-grade speed, uh, has a great defensive arm. He's a great defensive outfielder, 70-grade uh, uh, arm strength in the field, uh, has some raw power that uh, scouts like. Uh, his 60-time, as in baseball, like it's 40-time, but it's a 60-time because obviously 60 feet. 60 times 3.23 seconds. That's in the 99.86 percentile of the draft class. Uh, his outfield throwing speed tops out about 97 miles an hour. That's in the 99.82 percentile in his class. His top exit below tops out about 103 miles an hour, another 99 percentile. His barrel speed uh, tops out about 85 miles an hour, another in the 99 percentile. Um, however, he does have a little hitch in his swing. It, it was fixed over winter, it's looked good in fall ball, but he hasn't seen live action with it. This spring will be his first time seeing live action with it. So that's something to keep note, something that could detract from his overall draft ability. Uh, but however, like the raw talent alone is something scouts truly like. He's, he has the ability to, if he, if that swing can be consistent if he can become a more consistent hitter, he has the ability to be a great defensive outfielder already. Uh, if he can add in a swing, he has a great ability to be an overall great outfielder. Um, he's coming out of uh, prep school. I've done three prep schools in a row. The Yankees, in the past in their draft, have uh, have the propensity to look at the to take guys from prep schools. Uh, guys with raw talent to take a little gamble on guys because they are late in that first round, guys that could pan out to be absolute stars. This guy would definitely fit that mold. Uh, he, again, like the other two I've talked about, uh, he is committed already to Virginia, uh, another great pedigree of a school. He is a wonderful student in class. He has a great personality. And scouts say he has the personality to really be a superstar in the league if he can bring up those other attributes so that that is somebody to keep an eye on. I could definitely see this guy getting drafted by the Yankees. He does kind of fit what we have done in the past, especially looking at outfielders. Uh hopefully um he can build up those skills. We have to obviously the new swing is a huge question mark. We have to see if it works and if it can if he can hit consistently. It does look to be repetitable re- repetitive. Um so that's always a plus in baseball. You want to be able to repeat your mechanics. So somebody you keep an eye out. Uh, again, we have that 20th pick. This guy will be – I've seen him going around there. I've seen him a few picks above. I've actually seen him quite a few picks below. So it might be a, a reach to say, but he does have the natural attributes, uh, especially defensively to be a guy that could make the league uh, on a faster pace. If he can pick up his hitting, that pace will only be exasperated uh, and accelerated. So, yeah, that's uh, Benny Montgomery outfielder out of Redland High School in Pennsylvania. And that would be this week's draft quarter in the upcoming MLB draft. Cappy.
0: So for players in the Yankees organization, which I am in fact responsible for, spent too much time this week making brackets. Um, I don't have one. Uh, so I will leave you with this. Yasin Dominguez. And I will have two next week.
1: Uh just a few quick notes before Josh closes us out and a discussion. Uh Talkman. He might be on the outs here with J. Bruce, potentially making the roster, which he's been hitting well. Uh without if we he's not gonna make the roster, you might as well trade him. Can we get a reliever for that? And how much quality of that, if so?
2: You could probably get a reliever. Um I know Talkman would be a valuable asset to some teams. I specifically, I'm thinking a team like the Cleveland Indians, who have a pretty terrible outfielder. You might be getting something for him, but you're not going to get like a premier guy. It'll definitely be like a middle relief, early, um, early setup guy. Um, he's good enough to be in the LB. He's shown that. He, I love. He's been great in New York. I actually love Talkman as a player.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, he's an awesome person. It's really sad that he's not going to make this team potentially is not going to make this team but listen it was a competition for that outfield spot with Jay Bruce and Jay Bruce has come in and been incredible yeah. definitely turned heads so it's tough you might be able to get something for him but i don't know how much uh depending on what you could get for him it might be it would be smarter just to get something maybe like a prospect that you might see turning out that might be that probably is more likely what we'll get uh, yeah. instead of a guy already in the MLB but you know, it's tough. It, listen, this is what competitions are. Unfortunately, he just did not live up to the competitions. It's a
1: bittersweet thing out of a good situation that we have. And who knows? Maybe Cashman can do this one-for-one trade that it turns into a gem like a Luke Voigt or anyone else that we've gotten like a DD. That's how we
0: got Talkman in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Even that it
1: could be in the, another reverse situation with that. But, um, yeah, but you also feel good for the guy because he's not going to be on waivers going to the minors. The guy's going to get an opportunity somewhere and hope. Wish him the best. I mean, I imagine
2: he would be, he's going to be on a major league roster. He's too good not to be. Yeah. Lefty swing. He's great on defense, can play all three outfield positions. He'll definitely be laying somewhere.
1: And who knows? Maybe it's a surprise. He might make the team. Who knows? We'll see in a week from now. Um, And another few quick notes injury update. Britton's out three to four months. He had successful elbow surgery. He said in the tweet, and I quote, I want to thank Dr. Ahmad and his staff for their excellent work today. Excited to start the process of getting myself ready to rejoin the boys. Um, just wish him the best in his recovery. Hopefully he comes back as like basically a mid-acquisition for the season with him and Severino. Uh, Andohar has a muscle strain of the pinched nerve. You won't see him on the roster. He is here anytime soon. We'll see and still evaluate how he is. And Adam Warren was shut down with a sore shoulder. He will not beat the roster either.
2: Well, I don't think Adam Adam Warren was gonna really make the roster anyway. Yeah. Uh, I know he's been with the Yankees several times over the, several years, but he just he didn't have the talent to make the roster this year. Uh and UR sucks because that was a guy you could definitely look to trade. I was really hoping he could go down to minor leagues, just tear it up. That'll hurt his draft stock a little. This is two out of three years you're really dealing with injuries from him, so that oh, what an error by this moron.
1: <laughs> from the Blue Jays left fielder on a show go lazy fly ball to left field.
2: Um, so yeah, it, it sucks for you are you hate seeing players get hurt and on any team, you never root for injuries. Um, but yeah listen, this is the game of life sometimes it's how baseball plays is played, you have injuries. It just it hurts that we still have another week with more injuries, which is something you never want. Yep. And that's how spring training goes.
1: And then another reason is now you get people sent down with the, the last two weeks here. Albert Abreu, Tyra Estrada, Mike Ford, and Brooks Krisky sent down.
2: Yeah, um, Albert Abreu was somebody I said could possibly make the team. I had him on the outside looking in, so that was obviously – it's obviously proven true. He did not have a great spring. Uh, as good as his stuff is, he didn't perform well when he needed to. That's always going to be a detriment. Mike Ford does not look like the same player from two years ago ever since that year. Um it was not a surprise he got sent down. So, uh, And then Tyro Estrada is a guy you'll see up throughout the year. This is what Tyro Estrada is going to be basically for the rest of his career in the Yankees. I, I, don't, I don't ever see him being as on the team, a set position in the team. Uh, he flashes some talent. But overall, he's one of those guys that he may find a starting job somewhere else later down the line. Five ball deep to right. Estrada, as, oh, talking Estrada about the home as run. we're talking about him, goes deep. Three run shot yanks up seven nothing, and that'll make it a four nothing ball game. Seven nothing, seven ball, nothing. ball game. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's going to be in the system. He's definitely going to be somebody that gets called up uh, several times throughout the year. We'll see him. But it's no, no, really, with any of these guys, it's really no surprise.
1: I guess if you're sent down, you can still play in these minor league games. Like, I guess it's just sort of full roster when it goes up. And you would go up to New York. Um, yeah, Mike Ford, an additional note, that's probably based on the J. Bruce resurgence into his career. Like, he could play first base, Mike Ford's on the op and out. And you
2: just don't need to carry a guy, another strictly first Slow baseman. first baseman yeah. that could hit for power. I'm not going to really help you out on the utility side. All right, Josh, close us out. Yeah, so next week, looking ahead, we got the Phillies tomorrow. Then we get an off day. Uh, on Wednesday, we face the Orioles again. Thursday, another off day. Friday, the O's again. Um. Saturday, another off day. It's going to be every other day this week, ending with Sunday, where we round out the spring training with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, it will be the last game of spring training, only four days until opening day. After that, the team will get back up to New York. Finally. Finally. Finally it is here, 11 days from today. I cannot wait. I know my two, my co-hosts and my producer here with me cannot wait either. I know Basically, every Yankee fan has been itching. Hopefully,
1: that ticket situation. Is yeah, hopefully down, we too. go.
2: Hopefully we go. <laughs> um, but it's just going to be so nice to do one of these pods in a few weeks and actually talk about games that count towards your overall record and potentially October. We're going to round out the last, our podcast with uh, playoff predictions before the season starts. Uh, that'll be an interesting debate. We'll we'll go through every we'll go through. All the teams we think are going to make the playoffs and throughout the playoffs, uh, giving you World Series picks, ALCS, NLCS picks. That'll be a fun one. And, uh, yeah, hopefully by next week, too, we get a full roster uh, that's already laid out so we can go over it, maybe any surprises, anything like that. Thank you for listening. This has been episode four of Calling Our Shot podcast. Uh, You guys have a great week. Stay safe out there and catch you on the flip.